This episode of the podcast is brought to you by growing up in the 70s and it being socially acceptable to kiss your mom and dad on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. Jeez, I mean, you guys do nothing but complain about how you can't stand it in this place here, and then you haven't got the guts just to walk out. What do you think you are, for Christ's sake, crazy or something? Well, you're not. You're not. You're no crazier than the average asshole out walking around on the streets, and that's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Frank. Hello. That's Zach. Hello. Two-week hiatus that we had. Yeah, but you, you guys didn't, don't you know. Didn't, you didn't feel it, yeah, but we, we felt it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen each other in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, today, we are talking about a movie that... You didn't write back to my love letters, though. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I was. I tried. <laughs> I was definitely I had a ill. Pigeon. I, had, <laughs> I had a carrier pigeon. I had a shitty pigeon. It just wouldn't. Didn't wouldn't even know how to any... fly. <laughs> Frank, I think you I got was a teaching rat. Teaching him how to fly. <laughs> Frank, I think you were just throwing a ball of newspaper <laughs> at the wall. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about what I think is a very, very important movie in Hollywood. It's a pinnacle film. Yes. Like as you're watching it, and it still holds up today. Oh yeah. And it is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo. 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 And uh, Zach's going to go over, you know, the list of everybody in it, and then I'm going to give you the synopsis. As we usually do. Per usual. Per usual, this movie was created in 1975. It was created. <laughs> <laughs> it was brought to our attention in 1975, directed by Milo's Foreman. Mm-hmm. This is my... Uh, wow. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Did you, when did you get here? Hello, Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have. Je- I'm not going to do this no, the whole time. Yeah, we can't do that. So, so I wrote down like pinnacle people that I thought were important to this film, your, and then also your word of the day is pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pinnacle film. <laughs> this, pinnacle people. It'll be used six more times. So this film. Uh, no, like I, I put like because as I'm watching, I'm like, holy shit! Like there are some names to this. Yeah. And I later found out that this was, like, the film that really got, like, a lot of them started. Mm -hmm. So, main character is Jack Nicholson. He plays Randall McMurphy. Yes. So, but I forgot, like, I think his middle name is Philip. So, he goes, like, by RP or McMurphy. They mostly just call him McMurphy anyway. Or McMurph. McMurph. I don't think they... Mac? I think they (laughs) call him Mac. Mac. You're right, yeah. Yeah. You have Will Sampson playing Chief. Yeah. Chief's Chief's the best. I like Chief a lot. <laughs> Chief's a good guy. <laughs> He's just fucking with everyone. Uh, you have Danny DeVito yeah. playing Martini, and that's what fucked me up because like You were like, is that Danny DeVito? I, I watched the the Always Sunny episode that basically is this film. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit, that holds a lot more context then mm-hmm. to him because he was actually in this film. Yeah. Uh, so the jokes landed better. <laughs> you have Christopher Lloyd playing Tabor. Yep. You have Brad Dorif who plays Billy, and you have Louise Fletcher playing Nurse Ratched. Nurse Ratched. Nurse. Girl, you ratchet. Do kids I, still say that? I don't. No, it's ratchet. I think. Yeah, but do kids still say it? I'm Is sure fire that. still like a <laughs> phrase? <laughs> what year am I in? <laughs> um. So, if you don't know what One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is, and you might not, because, I don't know, so the, I'm, I'm going to start throwing out movies that I grew up on, which is shout out to my dad, because mm-hmm. my dad is like, you need to watch some good movies. Yes. So, this is kind of like The WWE Network for Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> An inside joke for only us. Uh, um, no. So, this is kind of like paying homage to my father for... 
him recommending these movies and showing me these movies when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And it's about a man who... And Zach and I will probably have a little debate on whether or not he actually is insane. But it's about a man who mm-hmm. gets institutionalized into a mental asylum. Yes. And... Everything is very scheduled. They have very, very specific routines, and they're all being, you know, watched over and whatever by nurses and whatnot. And basically, he comes in, and it's a lot of people who seem to have very, very serious mental issues, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's just a learning disability all the way to just being, like, schizophrenic, basically. And he comes in as, like, the badass guy. He's got, like, the he leather really jacket is, like, the on. Badass. He's got the, the beanie on, yeah. too, and he's like, fuck it. <laughs> he's got the cigarettes, like, in his shirt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he comes in, and he is more or less just kind of like a guy who gets into a lot of trouble. He's like a common criminal, I guess, is kind of like how I would explain him. He gets into, yeah. like, a lot of bar fights, and he like, probably does, like, robberies and grand theft and stuff like that. Well, they and say he, that, like, he's been... Uh, arrested for five times over of assault yeah. and then statutory rape. Right. So he, he's definitely a criminal and they decide to instant institutionalize him because they think that he is just clinically insane mm-hmm. and they want to get him tested and whatnot. And then basically he kind of comes in and he's like, I'm just going to have some fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get all the boys on my side. Like, we're going to fuck with the nurses. Yeah, yeah. Which is more or less like what the movie. The movie is basically just Jack Nicholson hanging out with these these uh, these guys and fucking with the nurses. And also having, like, heart-to-hearts and, like, kind of yeah. opening them up a little bit more. Specifically, like, Chief and whatnot. I would say Billy, too. Billy, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of actually like kind of like nice harm, heartful, heartwarming moments. And then there's also some real serious stuff that happens specifically towards the end of the movie. And yeah, but I mean, so for you seeing this for the first time, first thoughts, give me what you, give me what you got. So I really liked this film. The the time frame of this movie takes place in, like, 1960. Yeah. So, as I'm watching this film, and you kind of, like, learn a little bit about, like, each of the characters, I, I kind of started to notice, because it, it was, like, a different time frame, and it was, like, a different setting in which people thought, like, mental illness was, uh, like, very black and white. Yeah. Like, there was no gray area for right. it. So... As you come to learn that, like, a few of them are voluntarily here, that kind of, like, shifted everything up. And then as I'm watching specifically, like, the the scene that we'll get into because it's – I'm sure that you want to bring it up because it is, like, a really cool scene where it's the raising the hands for the World Series. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of started to notice I was, like, a lot of these guys – yes, there are some that, like – should probably seek help and like need to be here but like billy specifically like it seems like he's just more or less that he's suicidal at times but the main thing is that he has like a speech impediment yeah and i feel like that's more or less why he was put here the one character dale i think he's really just in there because like he's questioning whether or not like he's homosexual Mm-hmm. Uh, because like his wife left mm-hmm. him and like he like throughout it they kind of make like jokes at him 
Yeah. But he's, and he's also very intelligent. Like yes, like he doesn't why, like, seem like a man that would be institutionalized yeah. in a mental asylum. He's very very articulate. Mm-hmm. He he uses these big lavish words and constructs these beautiful sentences. Yeah, and he can very much out like speak pretty much anybody just with like his words, and he can disarm people but just sentences. Yeah, and it's really interesting because again he's volunteer like he's he's basically just be, being there because he wants to. So it's. It's an interesting dynamic because it's like these people are almost they're 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 responsible enough mm-hmm. that they can to, live to, outside on their own they, that they can live outside on their own but they choose to stay inside because I think that they're scared. Yeah. They know they they've been here for so long and that you know and they and they have like their routines it's very mm-hmm. much like you know we wake up at this time we go we watch TV at this time. We have like recreation at this time, and I think these people are so just in their routine that they're they're kind of forgetting about the outside world. And I guess that kind of plays into where it's like for anybody who's been like arrested and like in prison for like a long period of time is like you. It, it's like a cliche phrase where it's like you end up in jail you'll probably end up going back right because you just get used to the routine of everything mm-hmm. and like the the old line and of like i can't live on the outside no more because you kind of get like you said you get used to everything right and i think that like the time frame in which this movie is and the time frame in america where we were really unsure of like what to do with mentally disabled people and like how to treat them and how to take care of them. I think that plays like a huge role in this movie of just bringing it to the forefront and really showcasing it to people and showing that like, you know, not everybody needs to be treated the exact same way Mm -hmm. with their mental health. Right. Like, and that's most of this movie where it's just kind of like group therapy yeah, and it's just like, oh well, Billy said like he was feeling sad today. So does anybody want to touch on that? No. Okay. So next up is like Dale. So Dale, like your wife left you. You okay with that? No. All right. Next up, <laughs> and yeah. it's like that's not the way that you should do it. Right. And I think that's where, for that time frame, it seemed like it was the best idea. But now, like looking back, like we've advanced a lot more. Yeah. And do you think that? Chief is just fucking around. Well, Chief is just fucking around. I, like I, I'm. I want to bring up Chief later on. Cause, you can like, bring him up now. Well, what the <laughs> fuck? The, like, is there anything wrong with him, or like he just he's just like kind of. I think that he's pulling like, everyone's leg. Yeah, I, I think that Chief is a man that is that probably got institutionalized because of the simple fact that he's just so quiet and mm-hmm. he doesn't probably. T- he, I, I would probably call him an introvert. He's just, that's basically what he is. He's like, I think he just has like, like a serious, serious, he's just a very, very serious introvert. Yeah. And back in that day, they're like, why is he not coming outside? Why is Mm. he not engaging in conversation? There must be something wrong with him. So they send him there. And again, he doesn't really participate with anybody in anything. All he does is basically sweep the floors back and forth. That's all he does all Mm. day long. And then. Mac comes in and he's this, you know, bull in a china shop where he just yeah. kind of comes in and is like, I'm just going to disrupt everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he has him playing uh, basketball, Chief, like, for the first time, like, which almost seems like in his entire life, mm-hmm. it seems like he's actually engaging with people. And you have to kind of, it kind of begs the question as if, like, is has nobody really 
tried to yeah. have like a conversation with Chief because everyone seems to you know when when Matt comes in he tries to talk to him for the first time everyone's like oh he's deaf he can't hear you he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't talk so it seems like everybody kind of just attempted really quickly and then was like all right well whatever and then just kind of left them alone and nobody really really tried to get to know the man mm-hmm. and just the myth <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Matt comes in and he's like no nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like actually engage with him and like kind of force him mm-hmm. out of his comfort zone and in some cases you do need to do that to people yeah uh, and that's why too like I really liked for the first half of the movie where it seemed like chief was just deaf yeah it it played again like the same role where it's like is that what we did at that time period where we just thought like oh like you're slightly different so there's something mentally wrong with you right yeah yeah and i mean it's a great scene though when when they're running around on the basketball court yes. and chief finally like kind of opens up and you see him smiling and he's running back and forth i don't think that's how basketball is played no where, it's not where <laughs> it's like you can just hold your hand up and like push it out of the net <laughs> yeah i'm not a well, sports guy well, they, but call I, it, they call that bullshit but you know whatever yeah. it's like this ain't this is this isn't the nba mm. Um, so, you know, they're just having fun and that's really kind of what this movie is. It's kind of just showing everybody that, you know, that that, you can have fun, that you can have fun. Like Mac is kind of like the guy who comes in and he's just trying to show a little bit of humanity. Like he kind of comes in as, as like humanity, you know, he kind of comes in as, Hey, we can have fun. We can drink. We can laugh. We can smoke. We can gamble. We can bet. We can make jokes. We can we can have serious conversations. We can have you know just stupid, silly conversations. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like the entire outside world coming in. Yeah. Opposed to everybody having to come out. And I think that's why all of these characters they kind of attach themselves to him very quickly and they and they think like man like you know no one's ever been like this to mm-hmm. us before so you know uh, we need to when when you know things start happening to mac and and he start and he gets like taken away from them for a little while and as soon as he comes back everybody is so happy and cheerful yeah. and you know cuz they missed him mm-hmm. and for the most part i would probably argue that if anybody else in that group went away Nobody would probably really care would, as much. I mean, yeah, everyone would just kind of be like, okay, well, on to the next. But Mac has this, 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 um, this, he just holds a very, very special place in all of their hearts, even though he's kind of a tyrant. He, yeah, because he kind of like dictates like what everyone should be doing and like how they should be doing it. Yeah. And he tells them where it's like, you don't need to take this fucking medication. Like, you can just, just be yourself. Like, just try. Yeah. And then I really like too, like when they're all just kind of like, playing the board games in like the bathroom it looks like and Mm -hmm. the scene where he he starts talking about like don't you guys want to like try and get out of here like don't you want to like live your lives and then tells them like oh i'm gonna pick up like the The fountain yeah the the water water fountain fountain machine and then smash it through the window (laughs) (laughs) and he he struggles for like a good two minutes yeah and he can't pick it up and then he says the line is like i tried didn't i at least i tried yeah and it, it like just looks at everybody else and like keeps walking. Yeah. So like, yes, he is a bit of a tyrant, but he's, but he is kind of showing them that like there's more to this world than being stuck behind these walls. Yeah. And I'm at least trying to get out, opposed mm-hmm. to you guys who are just like so um, stagnant and just mm-hmm. like and and so complacent with just being here. And most of them can leave whenever they want Literally, to. Exactly. And that's kind of like the weird thing where it's like, yeah, you guys are, you guys don't need to be here. You just are so complacent that you don't really have the enthusiasm to try. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess that's what he, the moral of the story is, is like just trying to like 
break out of your comfort zone. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I really, really like the scene when he breaks the everybody out and goes yeah. fishing. What the fuck? Like, it's that easy to, like, take a bus and take a boat? He just, he just hopped. Well, they, I mean... They take a fucking boat! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's that... Like, I could do that? Like, I, I can I jump... I mean, at o- the end of the day, though, I guess you kind of could. I like, could, yes. Like, it, you really don't... Really, what would stop you? Uh, the guy comes out and yeah. he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And he's like, "We're we're all doctors." Yeah. And he goes down <laughs> the list, and he oh, and he hates Doctor Martini, <laughs> Doctor Dale. This is Doctor Chief. Uh, so he kind of like goes through, you know. He kind of like, I mean, yeah, I guess it kind of really would be that simple. I guess because again, I mean, the police do show up and everybody does show up, but I yeah. mean, you know, there, it does take time for them to get there. Mm-hmm. So in between all that time, yeah, they could just leave. Well, like. I guess too. It's that easy to like jump over barbed wire. Yeah, he. I mean, the thing is, he, he does not care. He doesn't care. Yeah. No, like he just does it. Yeah, and it's like just no padding, no nothing, no. just straight up like raw skin. Yeah, and, I'm like, oh, and then jumps fuck, over the hurt. tree. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's intense. It's fucking. It was a cool scene though. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very like melancholy scene to me, mm-hmm. where it's just like, look at how peaceful and like happy they can be on the outside world. Yeah, but like. They know in their hearts they have to go back at some point. Yep. And I think that's where, like, Mac brings it up, too, where it's like, hey, guys, we're like, we're all crazy. Like, what does it matter? They're not going to lock us up. They're just going to bring us back. So we (laughs) might as well just try again. We might might as well just have fun with it. That's basically what it is. And it it almost turns into, like, if this setting was, like, Jack Nicholson. Like, if all these characters were more or less just, like, high school students and they were fucking with, like, the teachers. Yeah. It's almost like the exact same concept, Mm -hmm. but like since it brings this more like realistic, very like serious discussion into play for it, it takes on like a whole nother meaning as a film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, when Jack or when Mac finally kind of like, he's like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to have some more fun. And he (laughs) brings in the girls. Yes. Oh, man. And the one, like... Um, the guard. Yeah, the one guard is just like, yeah, no, fuck it. Like, you brought <laughs> you brought a whole bottle of Smirnoff? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it. He's like, you, you got all this liquor and two beautiful white girls. Let's go. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just lets them in, and then everybody yeah. starts getting drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like just a bunch of friends having a good time. Yeah. And, you know... I don't. I think they do give you a time, a frame of how long Mac has been there. I think it seems to be within like a three to three week to like one month time ratio. Yeah. Like you know, and they really all develop this like awesome friendship with one another in such a short amount of time. And I guess that probably would happen just because you kind of have no choice. Yeah, but to like talk to people and yeah like really get i mean to you know could them. be chief and just not associate yourself with anybody yeah but what kind of life is that exactly so you like... kind of need you know you need to have interaction with people mm-hmm. so when he when they bring in the alcohol and they all just start getting drunk off their ass they're just having fun man they like yeah. put it into like the iv thing and yeah. they're like squirting <laughs> it around on people and they're just having a good time mm-hmm. uh and then i mean when the nurse when like the head honcho oh, nurse yeah, shows the supervisor up. comes in <laughs> They trash the fuck yeah. out of that room. Like, the like the, it place. looks like there's shit on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the cabinets are just broken. Yeah. They're yeah. just going through medical files. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good time. And, like, just the one girl, Candy, like, walks out and yeah. is like, I want that girl gone. Yep. Uh, but then, of course... You do have, like, the serious moments. Yeah, so... Um, you I, would, know. I would say, like, the cigarette scene. 
Yes, the cigarette scene and also the electroshock therapy mm-hmm. scenes where they just think, you know, th- there's like a big fight that happens basically yeah. between all of uh, the, I think it's uh, like three patients. So it's, it's Chief Charles, I think his Mac. name was, and Mac. Yeah, and they get into a fight with um, the nurse. some of the, like the nurse aides or whatever, and they end up throwing them into, you know, they kind of like restrain them down and they give them electroshock therapy. And for, did you believe when Jack or when Mac came out and he was like pretending to be like for completely a second, like brain dead for did a you, second? I yeah. was like, you know what? They finally like rattled him and like because I fried his brain. Yeah, because this is like we're gonna get to that point where we're gonna discuss like if Mac is really like mentally ill or not. Mm-hmm. But like, I really thought that this was the point where it's like it broke him a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it turns out he's just fucking and then he with winks, him. <laughs> he winks at Chief, yeah, and then he just fucking with him. But like, that was a powerful scene too. Like right before that, when they're sitting on the benches, yeah, and like Charles goes in first, and like he's screaming and he's saying like, "Please, like I don't want to go in there. Like somebody help me, Mac, help me." Yeah, and once he goes in, and they're like, "Shit." And Mac like hands Chief the piece of gum, and Chief says, "Yeah, thank you." <laughs> and he's like, "What he's the like, fuck? You, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you dog, <laughs> you silver tongue devil, you!" <laughs> Shout out to Django. Um, Django. So yeah, um, and then yeah, I mean, it's rough to watch though the electroshock mm. therapy scene um, yeah. because it shows you like how little it really takes yes. to just incapacitate somebody because it was all it was on there for all of a second yeah and then it just he and then he's just shaking and he's compulsing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and he can't you know he's like clenching his teeth down and all that and it's like man and they used to just do that on a regular basis to people so it's like really and then of course when we get to the lobotomy scene i mean that's also a very very real thing that used to happen yes and absolutely man oh man is it rough to see mac at that point because well, he's such a such a loud you know yeah. in your face character and then all of a sudden he's basically just like a zombie yeah and even before that too when it's like when billy like gets like praised for like sleeping with candy yeah and like all of the guys are like clapping and saying like hey good job man and then he almost he kind of like rats out mac a little bit oh yeah he does which i was he doesn't like get in trouble bro code yeah he doesn't want to get in trouble so he's very you know he kind of like throws him under the bus yeah and then this is like kind of where the discussion happens where where it, it it's kind of like although mac has his good qualities about him as for you know opening these guys up a lot mm-hmm. he also ruins some of their lives yes absolutely and you know so it's like do you take the good with the bad or is mac just kind of the the bad yeah like he he really is like chaotic neutral in this yeah film. like he's not the good guy but he's not like the bad guy at the same time right he's he's the main character but he's neither the antagonist nor the protagonist right so you so when you know when when he when billy sleeps with that girl mm-hmm. and then you know the, the nurse says like i'm gonna tell your mom that you know that you uh, that you did all this and whatnot and he, you know, Bailey starts freaking out. And he's like, please don't tell my mom. Please don't tell my mom. And then he, they bring him into the office and Billy slits his own throat. Yeah. Kills himself. That's Max doing, technically. Yeah. Technically, yes. Right? At the yeah. end of the day, it's like Mac broke in the women. And then he told the girl to go sleep with him. And then whatever, like they found them and all that. So again, too, like it's that easy to just break in people. Yeah. 
Just a There's window. one lock Just a window. on the window. <laughs> <laughs> Just a window. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, Billy ends up killing himself. Yeah. And that's rough to watch. And it's like, does Mac feel remorseful for that? Not really. I don't know. It doesn't I, seem like it. I don't feel like you really did. Because, like, even so, right afterwards, he's still trying to, like, kind of escape right. a little bit. Right. Like, he's trying to, like... Like, he goes to see him in the crowd and then kind of, like, backs himself up and tries to make his way to the door or the window again. Yeah. And it's, like, he he cares to an extent of these people. Yeah. Like, they're, they're here to, like, like, he's here to kind of bring them a little bit of joy and they're kind of here for him just so, like, he doesn't really go insane. But, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of just, like, all Mac or nothing. Right. To me. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they do end up because of the simple fact of him and everything that's happened. They believe that he is now truly insane. You know, they they kind of encourage that. They kind of say that in the beginning of the, or towards like the middle of the film, where they're like, "We need to help him." Like we, you know, because they want to send him out. They're like, yeah. "Mac, we don't want him here anymore." Um, so the nurse is like, "No, no, no, we can help him." Oh, and then he chokes out Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, he fucking too. strangles her and yeah, all like that. almost kills her. Like legitimately, mm-hmm. almost kills her, uh, and and then you know they they decide that they're going to keep him. So then all of this stuff happens, and then they decide that you know basically the only way to cure this guy is lobotomy. Mm-hmm. So Mac is now, and Mac is be, is being held there. Like he's one of the very few people who aren't just there. Yes, you know, because he he realizes that too. Is that like. Nurse Ratchet really has the final say whether like he walks free or like he stays here. Right. And once he realizes that, he tries for like a minute to be on like Nurse Ratchet's side. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, like if I get on her good side, like she'll actually help me to get out. Yeah, yeah. But once that plan like falls through, he realizes and then he's like, well, fuck it. Like I might as well just do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Like if I have to stay here forever, I'm just going to break out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know. They end up, you know, and then before the lobotomy, you know, there's like the scenes of him and Chief talking about breaking out to Canada and like leaving and whatnot. Then, you know, they they do give him, they do uh, end up doing the lobotomy after the scene of Billy killing himself and him Mm -hmm. strangling the nurse and all that. And then he comes back, and this time he's very much, which I swear, legitimately like zombie. Yeah, but I swear they said too, like between because they the the guys were talking like while Mac has been gone, and they're like. Well, like, it's been, like, a couple of weeks yeah. that he's been gone. So, I want to say, like, the time frame of this movie is, like, two months in total, yeah, and, I want to say. They, and like, they don't know exactly, like, what happened to him. Some people are saying he escaped. Some people yeah. are saying, no way. You know, it didn't happen. And then he does show up. And, you know, he needs, like, he can't even, like, walk by himself, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the two nurses have to bring him into the bed. And he's just a full-blown zombie. And then Chief trying to talk to him. He's just unresponsive. Yeah. And Chief, Chief just kind of, like, does, like, a mercy killing. Yeah, I mean, I, he kind of takes it on where it's like, listen, you you aren't who you are. Like, you're not yeah. who you, you know, like, this isn't the real you anymore. And, like, what kind of life is it going to be if you're just a zombie for the rest of like, yeah. Okay. Maybe you're now you're not causing any more problems, but you're not a person anymore. Yeah. You have no like free will. You have no thoughts or anything. You're just kind of going to be in a wheelchair basically until you die. And Mm -hmm. you're, and you know, you're going to, you're going to have to be like aided with eating and sleeping and all that. Like, it's just not, that's not going to be a, no, it's not going to be a fulfilling life in any way. So chief then 
takes on the responsibility of ending all of that. Yeah, and what he comes suffocates after him. Asphyxie 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little dark. <laughs> um, so he ends up suffocating him. And <laughs> that was the most nervous laugh I've ever heard from you. <laughs> uh, he ends up suffocating him. And uh, and then Chief is like, you know what? I could lift that fountain. <laughs> and, and then she fucking does. rips that thing off the ground. And he throws it through the window, and then he runs out and I, all I, the way to Canada. Yes, he ran to Canada. <laughs> no, I I really thought that like he kind of went out with it because mm. from the way that it was shown, mm-hmm. it kind of was like he just ran with it and couldn't let go and just <laughs> kind of fell out with it. But no, um, like I thought that was a good ending where it's like he just he he gets out and yeah. he just starts running and he realizes like. You know, as much of a, a dick Mac can be, he did show him that he can survive on the outside and he can live a fulfilling life. Right. Yeah. So, again, you kind of got to take the good with the bad with Mac. It's yeah. like it's a pro and a con with almost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah. So, I mean, the discuss- well, A, I want to talk about how my girlfriend was like watching it with me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she goes you can't really suffocate somebody with a pillow. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You want to try? <laughs> no, let me, let me explain to you what okay. happened. So, so I'm like, you know what? I don't know if you can. I'm like, I feel like it is kind of unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, it's like, she's like, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, you want to try it out? And she's like, all right. So I'm like, all right, if you can't, if you really can't breathe, like give me like a sign. Like, so she was like, I'll snap my fingers if I can't breathe. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So yeah, I just did exactly how chief did it to, to uh, Mac. Like I, just, I just one hand. Hand One over. hand over the face and pillow mm. pillow in between and then just push down hard. And she was like, I really couldn't breathe. And I was like, well, then you can suffocate somebody. Mm. But then in other movies where it's like, yeah, have, you do it when they're holding hands. it with both hands on the sides of the pills and they just put it over the head that she, she was like, I can breathe totally fine. Yeah. Because so if you do want to murder somebody, <laughs> you actually can suffocate Tips them with a pillow. murder. <laughs> this is our new segment. <laughs> How to kill. Uh, so, yeah. And then. All right. So let's get it. Let's discuss. If Mac is truly insane. I don't think that Mac is truly insane. I think that he has like some problems, but he he borders more on eccentric, kind of like just unstable, not mentally ill. Yeah, I don't... It's like it also kind of begs the question as to what really is insane. Like what is yeah. the, like the actual definition of being mentally insane? Doing because something I over and feel, over again uh, and expecting the same result. That's the de- no, that's the definition result. of insanity. Yes. That's not insane. Far that's not cry a person three. being insane. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like, and I guess I don't really know exactly the, the the I don't know the dictionary, but I also feel like it's probably <laughs> you've never heard. Of? No, no. <laughs> I, I mean you I must, I, I, you absolutely must. <laughs> it's a it's a good read. Uh, I don't know the dictionary uh, definition of yes of what insane is, but I I do feel like it's probably different for everybody. It yeah. can't really just be it can't be a copy and paste definition. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if I would call him insane. It's just I would call him like a rebel, like just yeah. kind of like just a, a person who definitely has their problems. Hmm. But again, I mean, it's like it's really. It's, he, I would just call him a criminal. Yeah, like you know, he, he's, he's been in tons of fights, so obviously he's got like a really like short temper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also he was also accused of rape. Yeah. So that that and was he another makes thing. Light of it too, which I was a little uncomfortable while watching that scene. Yeah. Where he was like, "Hey, man, like she was 15 going on 35." Yeah. And I was like, "It's weird." You're like, "Don't, <laughs> don't try to make this funny." Right. And so 
that's just kind of what he is, though. He just kind of like deflects everything. That's yeah. who, like he. Does, I don't think that Mac takes responsibility really for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is he a good guy? No, I don't think so. No, but I also don't know if I would call him a bad guy. At least he has morals with the context of what we are seeing him as. Because again, we don't see Mac in the outside world. We mm. don't know the rape story. We don't know the, all the fights and whatnot. And if, if, if it, if he was like the one who was engaging in the fights or if they just happened to happen on him, whatever, whatever it may have been, we don't know. Yeah. But in the context of being in the asylum in those four walls, I don't know if I would call him a bad guy. I don't know either, but it, it did kind of shed some light. Like when he was choking out nurse Fletcher Yeah. and he was accused of like, and, committed for assault five separate times right and you kind of see like right before he does it like the look on his face and then just blank anger yeah so like you said i really do think that he has a temper problem Mm -hmm. but i i just i don't know if i would go as far as say that he needs a lobotomy no (laughs) i don't think he needs a lobotomy i think like he He's just like unstable. He's just yeah. He's just kind of like a firecracker. Like but, you just yeah. don't know. You don't know what Mac you're gonna get mm-hmm. every day. It's kind of like one of those situations where it's just like every day he wakes up, he could be happy or he could just be really pissed off. Yeah, and he might stab somebody. <laughs> it's like <laughs> well, you don't know what Mac you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, I would it's, say it's tough. If, it's, if if I had him as a friend, mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to him more than a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I would make sure that he's my best friend. Oh, yeah. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I would do anything. We're doing everything <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would make sure that Mac was my absolute best friend. And I don't know, actually, the con- like, I think this movie had to come out before The Shining. Yeah. I think so. Because I, I, I think The Shining came out in like 1980-something. Okay. So then, yeah, it had to come out before The Shining. My girlfriend was like, wow, it's really weird to see Jack Nicholson, like, young. With hair? Well, sort of with hair. <laughs> and she's like, you know, like, young and sort of handsome. And I'm like, yeah, Jack Nicholson wasn't the worst-looking guy. No. He was, he was, he was a good-looking dude. Uh, and then, you know, also, what's his name? The guy, the, the Christopher nurse. Christopher Lloyd? No, oh, no, no, no. The, the nurse that, like, lets uh, all of the, 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 the women, the yes. beer come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Christopher Lloyd? No, no, no. Oh. Christopher Lloyd is uh, Tabor. The oh. he he's the grandpa in Back to the Future. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you can see why he's the, in the, there. The, uh, the the nurse who lets all the the guys in. He's also in Kubrick's The Shining. Yes, that's which, well, that's right. Like, cause yeah. I was, you're like, where do I know that face yeah. from? I, I as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh wait, he's from The Shining as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I guess Kubrick was like, yeah. I'll take both of I'll them. Take, I'll take them. I've seen, I've seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. I've seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I'll take Danny DeVito for my main <laughs> role. Uh, what a different film that would that be. That would be, yeah, uh, if he was Jack. <laughs> oh, God. But I think, like, you really do see a lot of, like, what Jack is in The Shining in this film. Like, how Jack Nicholson kind of, like, portrays Mac in this film. Mm-hmm. You really do kind of see, like the progression of how he can like he becomes jack insane insanity yes and you know that's jack nicholson isn't for everybody mm-hmm. but the movies that i've seen him in and like when he really kind of like digs deep into like that unstable uh acting ability yeah i think that's where he thrives the most mm-hmm. as an actor yeah i think so too i think he's i think it 
it, 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 I don't know. There's just something about, I think that with actors, you know, like we could talk about method actors all day, uh, you know, De Niro and Daniel Day Lewis and, and all of fucking Nicholas Cage is even one, yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's something about, I don't know what his process was or used to be back in it, back in like his prime. Mm-hmm talking about jack nicholson now about you know and just like how he would get into character but i mean if you've seen like any you know uh behind the scenes footage of like the shining of him like specifically like the act scene where he yes. like goes to the door you can see him like mentally preparing himself and like working up that energy and whatnot before the cameras are rolling and mm-hmm. he's just like getting in that headspace uh so i mean yeah i i agree i think that with when when jack gets into a headspace of pure insanity and I'm going to give this everything I've got. I mean, it's truly just a magnificent actor. Like he really, really is in those roles. Yes. And that's where he, he is far between like any other actor. Yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson back in his day was the man was fucking the man. Mm -hmm. Like he was really, really the man. Uh, and I'm glad that I showed you this movie because you, I remember I texted you that you're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I was like, you're gonna like it, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then as soon as I watched the trailer, I was like, holy fuck, I do know what this movie is. Yeah, I've just never gotten the chance to see yeah. it. Yeah, so I think it's a fantastic movie to watch, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's paced really, really well. Uh, you know, it's not it's not super dramatic when it mm-hmm. comes to like the shots and whatnot. It's not like a it's not like beautifully directed or anything like that. Although the director has made some fantastic movies. Um, but you know, it's it's just a good, solid plot. It's a great story. The characters are really, 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 really well fleshed out. You know, there's a lot of characters in this movie, and for them to, for nobody, in my opinion, nobody really feels like eh, you kind of just shoehorn this guy in or whatever. Like everybody yeah. seems like they belong. They belong in there, and you kind of get everyone's story. Uh, and and I think it's really just a, like. I don't want to. I don't want to bring up the past, Zach. But oh. this is how you bring up like multiple characters in a story, opposed to the divide. Oh, I, I was <laughs> as soon as I heard multiple characters, I was like, "Here we go with the divide again." <laughs> um, it wasn't that bad of a movie. <laughs> was not that bad of a film. It's pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's just really, really, it's a really, really well done movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's important to watch, and I think it's important for if if you are a fan of Jack Nicholson in any way, to watch the man work. It's really, really great to see. I agree, and that's all I got to say about. Very it. well put, Frank. So, uh, Zach, Frank, take us out. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, raise your hand. Do you want to watch the World Series? <laughs>